Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, everyone. This is Anne-Marie Cross, and you're with us live again with another Ask the Expert podcast series. And of course, we're with Laurie Rosenberg. And today is episode three, How to Get Paid, What You're Worth in Your Law Practice. And I know Laurie's got so many more tips and strategies to share. And of course, as I mentioned, it's episode three. Now, if you've just joined us and you haven't listened to episode one, which was all about how to build your client base quickly, even if you've just started your law practice. And of course, episode two, which was all about how to make your law practice stand out with a winning signature brand. After listening to today's show, you need to go back and listen to both of those other episodes because Laurie again shared some incredible tips and strategies that you need to know about to help your law business and your law practice really thrive. So let me introduce our very special guest, Laurie Rosenberg. Now she's the founder and CEO of Ideas Consultation and Coaching LLC. She consults and works with immigration lawyers and professionals so they can achieve winning results for their clients by brilliantly analyzing, strategizing and persuasively briefing and resolving complex legal issues and client cases. Now she coaches dedicated lawyers, leaders and entrepreneurs to breakthrough performance, productivity and prosperity barriers, adopt a winning mindset, unleash their unique potential and confidently leverage their expertise so they can create phenomenal prosperity and fulfillment. Once again, Laurie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. So glad to be back with you again. This is a topic that I think we could talk about for hours, and it is how to get paid what you're worth in your law practice. And I know many entrepreneurs and lawyers struggle with getting paid what they're worth. Why do you think this is? Well, I think that there's really a two-part answer to that question. And I know that some people find it difficult to believe. Other people, you know, will immediately recognize themselves in this description. But what I see is a lot of people who have some old, outdated beliefs about themselves, some experiences that they have taken to heart in a way that is holding them back, And many people are just elevating those beliefs that they have, that they learned when they were much younger or when their situation might have been quite different. And they're using those to hold themselves back. They're limiting beliefs that stop them sometimes from aspiring to what they're worth, asking for what they're worth, and claiming what they're worth. And that's the only way that you're going to get what you're worth and get paid what you're worth. You have to be willing to stand in your money power and declare that you have that value and you need to be paid for the value that you are giving in your service to others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, you also, you mentioned that there was two areas there. And of course, one of them being very, very powerful is the, the limiting beliefs. What do you think are some of the common reasons that we continue to struggle with this? I mean, is that because our limiting beliefs are so ingrained in us? And what are some of those common reasons, do you think? Yeah, I do think there are some common reasons that many of us share and experience. Some of them have to do with deservingness. Many people have been brought up 
and told that they're not worth very much or that they don't deserve to get what they want or that to hope for or have a dream of getting something that's much beyond where they grew up in terms of the level of income or the level of influence is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Many people feel a sense of guilt about their family and especially their parents. I know that Let me give you my own example. For instance, my parents were both college educated, but my dad ran a small company and it did not do very well. And as I have done better and better in my professional career and in my business, you have to stop and think, you know, is it okay to make more than my father did? Now, I know that occurs to a lot of people. And some people recognize that they can honor their parents and honor their father. It's not a put down in any way that they make more or do better than their father or mother did. But other people, it's just something they cannot let go of because a number of different reasons. And we're all a little bit hesitant to dive into change. So that's one of the big reasons. Yeah. What's on the other side? Absolutely. What if, what if we give that up? What is waiting on the other side? You know, as you were talking and giving your example, some of the things that I've heard people say, and even in, in my family growing up, was, you know, money is so hard to come by. You have to work hard for your money. You know, all of those they're stories, really. And that's what you're saying, aren't you? This could really impact how money shows up for us in our adult life and how we can stand into our power with money or not and how much we can charge. And really, we are governed and limited often by the stories and and what we're telling ourselves. That's absolutely right. And the thing about it is that sometimes those limiting beliefs related to money and how money has figured in our life so far, they coincide or they collide with other limiting beliefs. For example, some people are afraid to step forward and really shine their light because they're afraid they might not be good enough or they might be rejected. Then there are other people who are afraid to step forward because what if they're accepted? What about all that responsibility? What if they are turned to as the leader or the brilliant entrepreneur? That's a lot to live up to. So, you know, you find that people are afraid of failure, they're afraid of success. And when you take that and you combine that with the money stories that we all hold, and how those have worked out in our life to date, that's a really lethal combination. Mm -hmm. So I feel that it's a very important thing. And it's one of those things that I know, because I work a lot with lawyers, and I know it's, you know, lawyers, we're very down to earth, we're very evidence based, the proof is there, or it's not there, you have to prove your case, and so on. But The fact is that lawyers are not exempt from these same kinds of underlying limiting beliefs or mindsets like uh, it's not good to have money or if you make too much money, you'll have to work for the rest of your life struggling to keep up with yourself. All kinds of things like that get in the way. Yeah. And... 
I was just going to jump in there and say, Laurie, as you're talking, sometimes we have people that think, well, you know, that's not really going to impact me. But the evidence, really, you talked there about uh, lawyers saying, you know, I need to have the evidence. The evidence really is if you're struggling to get paid with your worth, if you are stating a fee and you have prospective clients go, what, I'm not paying that much, and you stumble or you undermine yourself or you undercharge, that really is the evidence that, hang on a minute, there is something going on that perhaps you're not stepping up and saying, hey, this is the value I offer and this is my fee and being able to generate that fee. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. And, you know, because I believe that money plays such a central role in our lives, even before we get to the point of how do I raise my fees or how do I even charge what I'd like to charge right now without raising my fees and get paid what I'm worth, before we even get to that, there are some things that I just wanted to share with the listeners that they can do to begin plugging money leaks. That's what we call it. There are many ways that we're not really respecting money and how it exists in our life in a proper way. And as a result, many times we may even have more than we think, or we may not ask for it in the proper way, as you just said. Mm -hmm. So I just want to run through a few tips. These are just some of the things that I share with people in my money mindset programs. But, you know, to begin, you have to look first at money leaks that you might have, like where you're giving things away, clients who owe you money, taxes that you might not have paid, you might have a return coming, bills that you have been neglecting, not paying yourself enough. That's something that I think is just critical for any entrepreneur or any lawyer in a solo or small firm practice. You have to pay yourself. Even though it's your firm, that's a critical factor. A lot of avoidance concerning the bookkeeping aspect of your practice, knowing your bank balance, paying fees on bank accounts, and then also the kind of money clutter that many people gather. Many, many unused gift cards, many opportunities to make an investment that is really going to cut costs in your practice that you overlook because you think that you can't afford it. When in fact, it either save you money or make you money. So there are a number of things like that. I think any of us, if we just sit there for a moment and, and write down some additional points that come to mind as you're thinking about these types of money leaks, you can make a good list. And if you pay attention to it and plug up those leaks, you'll find yourself right there increasing the income level that you have and increasing the value of your practice. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the things that you just mentioned were really, it's evidence that people are not or we're not paying enough attention or attention to our money. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as you're talking about not taking advantage of, say, for instance, those coupons or something like that, we may even have Mm -hmm. a bill that if we pay a few days before the due date, we can take advantage of having a bit of a reduction. Now, if we're not monitoring our bills and we pay them late, that's a double thing. We might get a fine. We can't take advantage of that, you know, reduction. And therefore, it just makes us feel, oh, you know, around that. So all of these different things, and I'm sure you've got a lot more examples too. 
all show us that, hang on a second, we really need to have a look at the money stories and around your money mindset because that is impacting whether you believe it or not or don't realise it yet or not, it is impacting the way money is showing up, how you're able to charge and whether you are able to get paid what you're worth or not. That's absolutely right. And, you know, some people think, oh, I don't want to deal with money. I can't take the bad news. <laughs> they're worried that it's going to depress them or they'll be discouraged mm-hmm. that they're not as far along as they might have wanted to be. But I'll tell you, it's really proven true that if you pay attention to money, money pays attention to you. And that may sound silly, but it's really an energy level or a mindset level that works. If you keep track of your money, you will find that it will help to influence your interactions and the choices that you make in your business on a day-to-day basis when you're dealing with clients and in your own mind in terms of setting your own goals and the practical steps that you're going to take. Yeah. I was just going to say, Laura, this is just so important because, I mean, in episode one, we talked about how to build the client base quickly. So this was really looking at the strategic things that we need to have in place so that we can start to attract clients to the law practices. Then second episode was all about how to let our law practices stand out with a winning signature brand. So by implementing all of those steps, and I know that you work through with your clients, so we're generating great leads, we're talking to people, we're signing them up, you know, they're wanting to become our clients. If we get to this step, which is all around money mindset and the systems that we have in place around money, if that's not working properly for us, all of the work that we've done beforehand really isn't to our benefit, is it? Because we've got money that's leaking out and and we want to, to generate a good income for ourselves in our law practice, don't we? That's right. And you know, one of the things that I find is that some of these things sound small, even petty, or, you know, okay, so you don't open your bills when they come in or whatever. But the fact is, is that these are just small, almost symbolic examples of how we regard money, how we regard the respect that we pay to money and in growing our practices. And one thing leads to another. And, you know, I think people find themselves, if they're not paying attention to their money, and if their mindset isn't a positive money mindset around what they are worth and standing in the power, their own power with money, the value that they provide, you know, what happens is the next thing you know, that lawyer is talking to a client and the client questions the fee and the lawyer starts thinking, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe it's not really, maybe I'm asking too much. And what if they go to somebody else who charges less? And the next thing you know, that person who doesn't have a firm grip and a very positive relationship with their value and what they're worth, they have bargained with that potential client and Mm. agreed to do the case or the representation for much less than the value of what they're really providing. Yeah. And I've just seen that happen too many times. Yeah. And I'm sure we all have examples where we have done that. And um, for some of us, it might be a lot more often than we care to, to admit to. Now, you mentioned that our money mindsets and stories can really be built or start to be developed when we are, are very young. So I'm wondering, because it's had many years of being ingrained, and I would imagine a lot of the actions about the behavior that we've taken around our management of money have really continued to embed you know, those beliefs in our money mindset. Is there any way that we can change that? 
well, yes, there are definitely some really terrific exercises that more quickly than you think can help you change your money mindset and not just that, but support you in taking practical steps and actions to turn that around and even be able to raise your fees and to really stand strong in your power with money when you're talking about your own value. There's coaching that I do with my clients. And then there are some exercises that I share. They're really way too many and some are a bit too detailed to get into in the time that we have. But let me just suggest a little exercise that folks can do at home, either while they're listening or afterwards. And it's really pretty easy. One very simple thing you can do when you're, let's say you're waiting to go into court and you're just sitting there doodling on a pad. Well, instead of that, start making a list and write down 30 things that your clients get. How do they benefit from being represented by you? Just start out making a list of 30 things. And I'll bet you that you will get far beyond 30 before you run out of benefits. So it's so critical to be in touch with what you give to others and the value of what you give. That's a simple exercise that no matter what the limiting beliefs are that exist, and we do need to do work to get rid of them, but here's a practical exercise that you can hold in your attention and in your energy, in your mind when you're speaking with a client, if you've just made out that list and you remember the time you won the case for somebody, the time that you're the one that came up with a certain answer that was the important factor that turned around the negotiation, whatever it might be, the time that you jumped in and didn't let some you know, ill-fated result befall the client. In any of those situations, you are going to feel so much stronger and so much more able to charge what you're worth and you will find that you get paid what you're worth. Another thing that's actually related to that that helps keep you in a very positive money mindset is to make a list of things for which you're grateful. Just make another list. Write down five or ten things about your law practice and about the clients who pay you. I'm grateful that my clients pay me because, and you write down what that's meant to you and what it signifies to you and how it's helped you invest in yourself and in your practice. One of the things there are actually another thing you can do while we're talking about making lists, and I'm picturing you lawyers either uh, sitting, perhaps listening to this podcast or sitting in court waiting for the judge to finish with a prior case, and you can sit down and what about just listing out the things that you have done that it have benefited your client so that the cost to them of not having your legal representation didn't come into being. In other words, what was the cost for your client in terms of their family? What was the cost for your client in terms of their employment, their ability to bring family members to the United States, or their ability to send their child to college or to a special school or to get medical care? What was it about your representation that put them in a position where they were able to 
make those commitments to their family and live up to them. And whereas if you were not in the picture, their whole future might have been different. Mm. When you're in touch with that and your client then attempts to bargain with you, (laughs) you're in a much better position to simply say to the client in a very uh, kind and sympathetic manner that we are talking about life-changing circumstances for many of these clients in their career, in their family life, in their whole future. And how much is that worth to them? Mm. I love those exercises and I think they really would be so helpful to do. So absolutely go and grab that list. And it's even something that as you were speaking, Laurie, that I was just you know thinking in my mind, okay, I did this and I did this. And, and it's such a valuable reminder because how often do we go from case to case, project to project, next activity in our business to next activity without actually really sitting down and doing this. And this is so important because it's going to remind each and every one of us of the value that we bring to the clients and not only the value, but what would occur were we not stepping up for them, supporting them and you know giving them the best legal representation that we can? What would be the cost if we did not do that? You know, what would they be experiencing? And all of that combined is the reason why we charge what we're worth. It's the reason why our clients invest in us to be able to support them in achieving uh, their goals. And I think right. we need to remind ourselves because so often we don't. We undermine our skills and our expertise, don't we? That's right. And I was just going to add that I think that it's fairly common for many of us that when we have really become experts, when we have accomplished something and are very accomplished in what we do, well, two things happen. Number one, what's common among most people is that we tend to, I hate to use this word, but we tend to discount or overlook the value of that skill that we have, that talent, or how we've refined that expertise. To us, it's now become an integral part of our menu of abilities and gifts, and we often tend to take it for granted so that it doesn't seem to have as much value that it, as it really holds. And You know, one of the ironic things about this and why I counsel the lawyers that I coach and mentor with, I always counsel them and I say, you cannot set your fees or what it's going to, uh, what it's worth for a client to work with you by the amount of time that you're going to take on their case on their case. Now, of course, if you have to spend three days in a trial or you're going to be up for two weeks in a row trying to save somebody from being deported or um, returned to a country where they'll be persecuted, of course, time is involved. You can't deny that. But many times when we're really good at something, we can do it quickly. Because we've done it before, Mm -hmm. because we know the right people to reach out to. We know exactly how to present it. And so the things that are of the greatest value in our playbook are often things that we can do very cleanly and very quickly. And it's tough to train yourself uh, to recognize the value in those things because it's so easy not just to take them for granted because we we've done them before but also because they can be done quickly yes and that's what they're paying you for i'm reminded of a quote and i can't remember who said this but you don't 
get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you bring to the hour. So if you can do something that is, you know, something that might take you 10 minutes, it's not just the 10 minutes. You've got to look at the years and years of study and of practice that you've put in, you know, and the hard work that you've put in that enables you to do that, that element in just the 10 minutes. And so that's that's such an important reminder. Very, very That's important. right. And I'll tell you a little secret. I'll share a little secret with you right now is that what we've been talking about here, people may be listening to this program and saying, but Anne-Marie, Lori said she was going to tell us how to raise our fees or um, how we can get paid what we're worth. Well, if you think about it, knowing the value that you hold and you have to offer and that you deliver to your clients and knowing the value of that and knowing the cost to your clients if you're not there to offer and deliver that value in your services is a perfect way to present to your clients the picture that helps them to see how valuable you are and why they want to hire you at whatever rate you set. In other words, if you can show your clients that all of the benefits and all of the strengths and all of the magic that you bring to their case. And you can also show them and paint them a picture so that they're in touch with the importance to them of resolving their problem, the loss that they might suffer if they don't get it, and where they could, if they just invested in themselves it was the time the value was great we heard that and then as you started to go into the area of the cost so if you want to do from the cost again yeah uh, just yeah yeah, sure just to repeat that that you want to be able to show the client your value and you want to show the cost to them that they will suffer or experience if they hold back and don't invest in themselves through you if your client is struggling with the cost of the investment in your services, the amount that you're charging, the client needs to be in a position where he or she can easily see the greater cost of not taking action and not engaging you. It's a much greater cost than any fee you could possibly charge. Mm. In many cases, it's not just the, the future of that individual. It could be their children's future as well. Because immigration lawyers especially are integrally involved in other people's futures. And without making a solid investment in you, that client or that potential client is going to have a much more difficult time to get where they want to be. So knowing these things and having them on the tips of your fingers, and you can just draw on them quickly, you know, your value, why it's important to them. What would be the alternative for them? What if they try to do it on their own? Or what if they try to go to a lawyer who isn't as advanced or experienced and doesn't have the level of excellence that you have? What then? Mm. What's at stake? Very, very, very important. And I can see that that really is key foundations in which we need to get in place that will enable us because I'm sure that there's a number of practical steps that you take clients through as well. Once they have a clear and solid understanding of the value and, of course, the cost 
of the client if they don't invest in the services. So for people who are listening today and they've recognised, you know, Laurie, those list of money leaks that you mentioned I've got a number of those and, you know, the other money uh, stories are also circulating in my mind and I need some deeper support around this. How can they get in contact with you? Well, they can contact me by email and I'd be more than happy to talk with them about their own situation and what I can offer in terms of programs and packages around the question of money mindset and how to charge what you're worth and get paid for it. And they can reach me at Lori at ideaswithlori.com. And that's L-O-R-Y at I-D-E-A-S-W-I-T-H. L-O-R-Y dot com. Just send me an email there and I'll be happy to respond to you. And we can, uh, I'm more than happy to offer you as a listener to this podcast, an opportunity for a discovery session with me where we can just take a look and kind of take stock of where you are and where you need to advance. And I'd be more than happy to get to know you and see if we might work together. Wonderful. Now, Laurie, I know we're just about at the end of our call. What would be one last message to really sum up what we've been talking about today that you would like to leave with listeners? Oh, my goodness. There's so much in this area. I think the main message to take away from this is that We have to realize that even though we're lawyers and even though we're entrepreneurs or professionals working in some very technical areas, that we need more than merely the right formulas to get where we want to go with our businesses. And in particular, that means that everything comes back to our thoughts, our positive thoughts, and our mindset, especially our money mindset. That's the one thing that I really urge you to take into account and think about just a bit whenever you have a moment. If you don't change your money mindset or your mindset about any endeavor, you're going to have a heck of a time putting anything into place that's going to be lasting. Whereas there's a whole world that can open up to us if we are willing to examine our money mindset, work with it, and not just improve it, but expand it and beautify it and allow it to blossom and come into everything that we can be for ourselves and our clients. So very important. Thank you for for sharing that last uh, insight there. Now, Laurie, we've had another incredible call. So many great exercises that you shared with us to help us to start to change the money stories that we're telling ourselves so that we can get out there and get paid what we're worth in our law practices. And I know we've got another episode coming up shortly too. So what what little hint can you give us that, that you'll be talking about in that episode? Okay. Sure, Anne-Marie, I'll tell you, you know, I'll bet there are some people out there listening who are saying, well, okay, Lori, it sounds really nice. We can do some exercises and, and I'm, I'm willing to take a look at the, the beliefs that I'm holding on to. But how do I put this all into practice? How does that help me put out a flyer or go speak at a conference or 
talk with a new client who comes into my office? How do I serve them in a way that can really deliver these great services? And the answer is very simple. Everybody needs systems. And next time, what I'm going to be delving into is how you can create and nurture your own signature system that really represents the way you work, the way you want your team to work, and the way you want to serve your clients. That is such a great topic. I cannot wait. Look, thank you once again uh, for sharing your wisdom and expertise. Now, of course, Laurie mentioned that she does discovery sessions. So I really do encourage you to reach out and connect with Laurie and book yourself in for a discovery session so that you can find out where some of the gaps are and, and what's preventing you from getting paid what you're worth. And I'm sure Laurie will be more than happy to provide you with further details. And of course, all the details are on our website as well on the show blurb. So fantastic. Thanks again, Laurie, for coming on another great show. I'm looking forward Thank to you, uh, the next week's show as well. And uh, until then, everybody have a fantastic week. Bye for now. You've been listening to Ask the Expert podcast. Are you an expert with a message to share with other ambitious entrepreneurs? To be considered for one of our featured guest spots on an upcoming expert podcast series, go to asktheexpertpodcast.com.